And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Uh, lots of things happening right now in the world of the New York Islanders. Among them, some rumors that a future Hall of Famer and former Islander may be coming back to the team. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on in the show. We'll talk about the Bob Nystrom Award, uh, which the Islanders give away every year. You have a chance to vote for that award on the Islanders' official website. We'll discuss who should get that award and why. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we have a the continued discussion about the Islanders' uh, reverse retro jerseys and the Fisherman logo, because that controversy does not seem to want to go away. And uh, I get the feeling it isn't going to go away any time in the near future. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. If there's something you want to talk about that's Islanders-related, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. So if you have a question, a topic, uh, a comment that you'd like to make, please feel free to email it to us. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, let's start with this Bob Nystrom Award. It is, to me, one of the more prestigious awards that the Islanders give out internally, as far as the team is concerned. And, you know, it makes sense, because of the role that Bob Nystrom had on the team, and what he meant to the franchise, and uh, look... The, the voting goes on right now. You can vote for the 2019-2020 Bob Nystrom Award, which goes to the Islander who best exemplifies leadership, hustle, and dedication. Again, a very fitting uh, award in the honor of Bob Nystrom, a guy who worked hard, who overcame his uh, poor skating early in his career, improved that skating, became a 20, reliable 20-goal 20 scorer, even top 30 goals uh, in his career a couple times, and 
MB was the heart and soul of those great Islander teams in the 70s and 80s, and of course, scored what probably remains to this day, even 40 years later, the most memorable goal, the most important goal in New York Islanders franchise history when he got the overtime game winner in Game 6 of the 1980 Stanley Cup Finals against the Philadelphia Flyers at the Nassau Coliseum to give the Islanders their first Stanley Cup win. If we look at the last five winners of this award, uh, 2014-2015, Matt Martin won it. In fact, he won four in a row. Uh, 2014-15 was his fourth, and in 2015-2016, he won his fifth consecutive award. Uh, Then Anders Lee wins it in 2016-17, and the last two seasons, the award has gone to Casey Sezikis. And I think you can make a very strong case for Sezikis and Martin to perhaps be finalists for this award again. Uh, You know, Casey Sezikis, certainly a a heart and soul kind of a guy, comes up with clutch goals, even if he doesn't necessarily score a lot of goals, but, you know, is great on face-offs, kills penalties, is great in that locker room, and really uh, is a difference maker. Look, when, when Casey Sezikis was not in the lineup, the Islanders' play distinctly fell off, especially the play of the fourth line. However, uh, he also missed 20 games during the regular season. So 10 goals, 14 points, a plus 12, which uh, was a very strong season for Zeke. But, you know, is missing 20 out of 68 games a little bit too much to miss and still get that award? That is the question that I would put up. Matt Martin also missed 13 games due to injury, didn't have as strong an offensive statistical season, five goals and eight points, but when you look at the playoffs, in the playoffs, Matt Martin matched those five goals, and to me, I think you're counting the playoffs when you look at the entire picture for the season, And if you're counting the playoffs, I think Matt Martin has a pretty strong case. And again, just like Sezikis, you saw that his absence when he was out of the lineup made a difference as far as the Islanders' quality of play was concerned. Another player who I'm going to put forth as a third possible nominee, and this may or may not go over big with the fan base because he's always had a mixed reaction from a lot of fans, but I would put Josh Bailey as one of my finalists for this award. Bales, 43 points, tied him for third on the team. His 29 assists was second on the team. And the thing about Bales, again, he's an alternate captain. He is a leader in the locker room. He is a guy who can kill penalties and play on the power play. He could fill in on any of the top three lines with ease. Hey, he can play center and wing. He is versatile, and he does a lot of those little things right that coaches love. And again, if you include the playoffs, Bailey by far 
leading the Islanders in points and, you know, by far leading them in assists for sure. Maybe you, you put Josh Bailey in there. So we're going to put a poll up on Twitter and see what you think. Do you think Josh Bailey deserves it? You, would you go with Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, or you can write in a different candidate. Maybe you want to go with uh, Matt Barzal, who led the Islanders in scoring and was their most dangerous offensive player. So those are the four finalists in our poll. Feel free to uh, leave a comment if there's a different player you feel should be nominated, but uh, we'll let you know the results on Wednesday's show, uh, which will be our next show that we're going to have this week. So... Still a lot more to get to on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Is a former Islander and future Hockey Hall of Famer returning to the island? We'll talk about that. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, if you're like me, you've tried a lot of different protein bars, but the taste isn't good and the the consistency and texture just doesn't seem right. It's hard to chew. It's, it's bitter tasting. That is never a problem with Built Bar. Built Bar comes in 18 amazing flavors, including new flavors like Apple Almond Crisp, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Cherry Barcia, Caramel Brownie, Carrot Cake, and Cookies and Cream. All 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they have flavors that both have nuts and are nut-free. Built Bars are fantastic for the keto diet. They are low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and low calorie. Let's talk about my personal favorite flavor, the cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so it's time for the, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish a, a very happy 43rd birthday today to former Islanders forward Josh Green, the native of Camros, Alberta, originally drafted by the LA Kings in the second round back in 1996 after a good career with the Medicine Hat Tigers and Swift Current Broncos out in the Western Hockey League. Ended up making his debut with the Kings in 1998-99 in the NHL, and then joined the Islanders in 1999-2000. Played 49 games with the Isles that year, uh, 12 goals, 26 points for Josh Green. Then later played for the Oilers, the Rangers for all of four games, the Capitals, the Flames, a second go-round with the Rangers for 14 games, and then finished up his NHL career with stints with the Canucks, the Ducks, and then another trip with the Oilers. Uh, ended up finishing his career in Europe. Didn't retire, actually, until the conclusion of the 2016-2017 season. 341 career games uh, in the NHL. 36 goals, 76 points. Add 17 games and one assist in the playoffs for Josh Green, and, and Green was, you know, kind of a, a a nice player, had some skill. I think the fans would have liked a guy who stood 6'3", 215, to maybe be a little bit more physical, but you had to appreciate the player he was rather than the player that you wanted him to be 
We're going to go back and look at one of his better games. This one back on February 19th, 2000 at the Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey, where it was the Islanders with Kevin Weeks in goal against Mark Tambrodor and the New Jersey Devils. Islanders getting on the board first. Took just four minutes and four seconds. Dave Scatcherd gets the Isles on the board. Kenny Janssen and Mike Watt get the assist. one nothing Islanders. That lead lasted all of 69 seconds because John Madden evened things up for the Devils. His 10th from Brian Rafalski and Randy McKay. Islanders and Devils all even at one apiece. But the Islanders' power play got to work. Christoph Oliwa of the Devils off for charging. Tim Connolly cashes in his 10th from Mark Lawrence at 8.06. Islanders up 2-1. And then in the closing seconds of the first period, Scott Gomez called for roughing at 18.38. And Josh Green, our Islanders' birthday of the day, beats the buzzer, scores at 19.58, a power play goal. Marius Tchaikovsky and Kenny Janssen with the assists. 3-1 Islanders after one period. In the second period, the Devils get back on the board. Mike Watt holding call for holding the stick at 17:31, And a little less than a minute later, Jason Arnott is 17th from Scott Gomez and Patrick Eliash at 18:23. After 40 minutes, the Islanders' lead was reduced to 3-2. But in the third, Dave Scatcherd ices it for the Islanders, his seventh, from Michael Anderson and Kenny Janssen at 12.04. Final score in this one, the Islanders 4 and the Devils 2. Josh Green getting a goal in two shots. It was a power play goal, and it was the game-winning goal for the Islanders in this one. Kenny Janssen, three assists. Dave Scatcherd, a pair of goals to pace the Islanders. As far as shots on goal were concerned, Scatcherd, leading the way with four, while Kevin Weeks, 29 saves and 31 shots as he earns a hard-fought victory. Islanders scored four goals on just 19 shots, uh, this game coming during the dead puck era. So the Devils playing that trap, and oh, that trap used to drive me crazy. Effective? Yes. Exciting? Absolutely not. But the Islanders were efficient, at least, getting their four goals on 19 shots and winning this game by a score of 4-2. to two. So we want to wish Josh Green, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very happy 43rd birthday, and uh, hoping that he has a great day and a great year ahead. We will have a lot more to get to, including some rumors about the possibility of the Islanders reacquiring a future Hall of Famer, and we will talk a little bit more about the controversy surrounding the reverse retro jerseys. More to get to right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Okay, we are back here, and look, let's let's talk a little bit about a little more about these retro reverse jerseys. Uh, I, I, you know, the the we did the poll last week, and and a lot of people wanted those fisherman jerseys. What I'm hearing uh, on Twitter and from a few other sources is just that Lou Lamorello and ownership really don't want to go with those fishermen jerseys. And 
again, I think the reason is because the Islanders just didn't win with those jerseys. Not only did they play poorly for the two seasons that that was the logo, but the other factor was that it was a time when the team had very little money to spend. They were trading some of their best players. I mean, Ziggy Palfi was traded not because he didn't fit into the team's plans. Ziggy Palfi was traded because the Islanders could not afford to pay a guy who could score 30 goals a year consistently and keep him on the payroll. So, you know, it was a difficult time. If you lived through those years, it was a difficult time to be a New York Islanders fan. And I can understand from that perspective why ownership and management would not be eager to repeat those jerseys. I know the Islanders wore them, uh, you know, a couple of games in warm-ups a few years back. I thought that was a nice touch. But as far as bringing them back as the official, you know, third reverse retro jersey, uh, that does not appear to be in the cards, looks like. And we don't have the official full reveal as of yet. But what we're looking at, for the most part, is uh, a darker shade of blue and using the traditional New York Islanders crest as the retro, you know, third retro reverse jerseys. We'll see. We'll let you know when the official announcement is made. We'll tweet it out to you. But, uh, you know, look, the NHL doing a pretty good job of trying to keep fans in suspense. Another little note now, uh, the NHL now talking a little bit more about a hybrid model between having games played at teams' home arenas and having temporary hubs. So we have to see how that might work. Again, this is designed to try to get more fans in the stands, as many fans you know, in the seats as they can, depending on what COVID allows. Look, hockey season, if you start it in January, you're talking about January, February, March, where it's still winter, cold weather. That tends to mean that the disease will spread more easily. But again, where does the vaccine come in? How quickly can it be administered? How many people can get it? How effective will it be? Will we be more successful at containing COVID this winter than we were last year when nothing that we did seemed to work all that much? These are all questions that we need to figure out and need to answer. But again, the NHL still looking at January 1st as that target date, but up in the air as far as whether we'll see games at arenas, in hubs, or some kind of a hybrid model and of course, we will keep you up to date on the very latest with regard to that. All right, the Islanders, right now, uh, rumors going around that the team may try to reacquire free agent defenseman Zdeno Chara. Chara, as you may remember, uh, started his NHL career with the Islanders and that was, you know, trading him away was one of the biggest mistakes that the Islanders made. Look, Chara, 6'9", 250, originally a third-round pick of the Islanders back in 96, uh, traded away as part of the deal that 
brought Alexei Yashin to the island, but wasn't a good deal for the Islanders. He's 43 now. He'll be 44 in March. What can you still expect from Zdeno Chara right now? Well, he would give you still a certain amount of physicality. He would give you leadership, that's for sure. He is a former team captain. Uh, I kind of wonder, though, if you sign Zdeno Chara, do you still re-sign Andy Green, who, uh, you know, according to most reports, has a, an agreement in place with the Islanders, but hasn't signed it yet. Now, there are a couple of other teams who are supposedly in the running for Zdeno Chara, uh, and we'll see whether or not, you know, that ends up being anything. Apparently, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs have been mentioned as well as the Bruins, who would love to have Chara back. To me, it is unlikely that we see Z back in an Islanders uniform. I, I, I think he would add something to the team, but he would have to sign a very, very cap-friendly kind of a deal at this stage in his career in order to remain with the Islanders or to come back to the Islanders. And look, he has already said he would love to stay in Boston. That's where he's been playing, you know, for quite some time now. Uh, been a member of the Boston Bruins since 2006, 2007. Um, that's a lot of seasons and, you know, has won Stanley Cups there. I, I just really don't imagine him coming in. Now, there are reasons that the Islanders would love to have him. We know that Lou Lamarillo and that uh, Barry Trotz prefer veteran players over younger players. And Chara certainly would be a good penalty killer. He would be a good, uh, you know, he could help on the power play. But look, at this stage of his career, he's not playing 25 minutes a game. He becomes a third pair defenseman who's going to give you between 15 and, in, let's say, 20 minutes a game at most. And isn't going to provide you with a heck of a lot of offense. Look, last year... 68 games played, 5 goals, 14 points. The year before that, 62 games played, 5 goals, 14 points. In the playoffs, 2 assists in 13 games for Chara. He is, at this stage in his career, more of a defensive specialist and a leader. But, you know, I couldn't imagine them signing both Andy Green and Zdeno Chara. And if you have four teams who are seriously interested... And the cap is so uh, such a squeeze for so many teams, it would be difficult for me to imagine the Islanders going out and signing Zdeno Chara, adding him to an already tight roster. Now, the good thing about it is very doubtful that you're talking about a two or a three or a four-year contract. It would be a one-year deal, probably like a million dollars a season, maybe a little bit more, a million five tops. Again, something that certainly I think Lou Lamorello would be interested in exploring, but if I were a betting man, I think he either stays in Boston or goes to a, a different organization that he feels he would have a great chance of winning. Look, he could go to the defending Stanley Cup champions, or he can go to Toronto, and you know the Leafs are desperate for defense. The Islanders are not. The Islanders are pretty deep at that position, so yeah. 
there is still that to try to figure out, and we'll see what happens with regard to Chara. And again, I think it would be great to get him back in the lineup. It's just a question of figuring out how to make it work. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Tomorrow, you know, again, the Islanders getting so little respect from the national media The NHL Network reveals its top 20 centers in the league. Guess where the highest Islander uh, ended grading out? We'll talk about that on Wednesday's show, plus a whole lot more, of course. And uh, don't forget, for a league-wide view of the National Hockey League, check out Locked On NHL for all the latest news, rumors, and and happenings league-wide. So uh, always good to check out the national show, Locked On NHL. Uh, always an entertaining listen. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.